listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. So glad to be back with you again this week on our podcast, Speaking with One Voice. You are continuing to listen. You're continuing to like, subscribe, share, and rate us. So for that, we are grateful. Thank you so much. If you are listening, you should certainly be subscribing. Also, please give us ratings as we continue to try to increase our impact and influence in this world of leadership. You can follow us on social media at Rodney R. Payne. That's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We want to add value to you each and every day, each and every week. So make sure you're following us and turn on your notifications so that you can be the first to know what's going on. Also, we'd like you to drop by our website at RodneyRPayne.com, RodneyRPayne.com, and we will let you know how we can better serve you. I want to talk about a different topic today as we are entering into the last month of the first quarter of the year. That's right, our first major milestone of measurements is coming due. So today I want to talk to you about the why behind the what. The why behind the what. Uh, many times in business, we, we know what the problem is, but we don't always get to the why. So as you consider uh, this first quarter coming to an end, as you consider um, looking at this last month of the first quarter, the question comes to now what? I mean, let's be accountable as leaders. Let's hold ourselves to a standard. Let's make up our minds that we're going to have the best year ever, but we are literally already two-thirds through the first quarter. So it's time for us to stop. We need to stop and check. Let's check out a few things and and do a checkup to see how we're doing. Remember, we've got some very well-established goals for the year. Uh, We've got things that we want to accomplish. We have areas we want to grow in. And so we need to stop and check. Are the goals that we set out to reach just two short months ago, are they still relevant? Do they still apply? Are we still tracking? Where are we in pursuit of our annual growth goals? Where, how are we doing in the development of our team? The things that we said we would implement, the disciplines and, and, and the, the practices and the processes that we said we would, we would add to our, our bag of tricks, so to speak. Where are we? See, I want to look at the why behind the what. The why behind the what. We often look at what. What are we doing? What's working? What's not working? But do we take the time to look at the why behind the what? Why is it not working? Why did I give out, give up on that decision, that process, that problem? Why am I not motivated? Why do I feel this way? I know what I'm feeling, but I don't know why. Have I taken the time to investigate the why? What I want to do is I want to make sure that we spend a little time 
really looking at this. So let, let's have some qualifying questions to help us to get to the why. When you look at these qualifying questions, what you're doing is you're positioning yourself to really inspect what you expect of yourself and to know why you expect it and why you're achieving it or why you're not, and then make the necessary modifications and process to get us where we want to be. That is our ultimate driving goal. So let's start with this. Are my goals visible? Do you have your goals in a place that you frequently view, intentionally look at, and go back and can see your goals? Or were they just a, a figment of your imagination? You had some goals, they didn't mean anything, or you've had some goals, you've had them so long that you've written them on paper and the papers be begin to curl on the edges and it's yellowed now and you don't even know if these are still relevant. I want you to check, are your goals visible? If they're not, let me give you a remedy right now. I want you to get you uh, some type of document, a Word document or whatever word processor you use, uh, whatever you, pages, whatever you might decide to use. But I want you to type out very succinct goals. Let's keep them to five or less for this particular exercise. And then I want you to strategically place them. So print them, laminate them, and post them in multiple places where you can see them. Even if you have to use a three by five card for your vehicle, uh, I want them laminated and placed on your mirror in your bathroom. I want them placed on your desk. I want you to know what your five goals are and I wanna make sure they are visible. They have to be visible so that you can see them and be reminded of your purpose each and every day. Now, once you've posted these goals, that's fine, but, but before you finalize them, let's go back and qualify them. Let's go back and ask yourself, are my goals measurable? We can't say I want to be better. How do I measure better? You want number of units, percentage of growth, number of accounts, specific uh, measurable goals that you can quantify and you will know where you are in relation to that particular goal. So much like uh, you can't have, I want to lose weight as a goal. Uh, that's not really a goal. I want to lose X number of pounds by X date. And that's what I want to do. And make sure that's a reasonable goal, that there's a way to do that in right process. But now you have something that you can measure. What most people know, it's common uh, thought that it's commonly thought of that, that losing weight one to two pounds a week is the safe way to do it. So if you say, I want to lose five to eight pounds per month, then that's a range of window. It's measurable. It has a very specific time and it's easy to quantify if you're on track or not. You may need to set other goals to get there, but at least that one is measurable. The third question I want you to ask is, are my goals realistic? Sometimes we set goals out there, I want to be a millionaire, and you're not a dollar heir, right? That You have to have some goals that are realistic, and it's not that your ultimate goal to be a millionaire is not reasonable or realistic, but if you don't put the right time frame on it, then it really is nothing that you're going to give yourself to. It's nothing you're going to dive into and fully pursue. You need to make sure, are your goals visible? Are they measurable? Are they realistic? Do they really make sense? That, that's really what I'm saying. So when you look at goals, and I want to grow my company 
let's find out why we haven't grown that much before. Is it possible? Is it realistic? And we want to have stretch goals. We want those to be goals that we work really hard at and, and, and can get there. And maybe, maybe we can't get all the way there, but if we even get close, we'll be great. Those are great goals. Those are stretch goals. You can have a good, better, best goal, but you have to have realistic goals. And then the last qualifying question I want you to ask yourself is, are my goals really goals? Uh-oh, are my goals really goals? The result or achievement toward which an effort is directed, that's a goal. So if you're not going to direct your effort toward it, if you're not going to look to achieve it, then it's not really a goal. Uh, we have many things on our list that we call goals that are simply what I would call nice to haves. It'd be nice to have a new car. It'd be nice to reach this goal. It'd be nice to be uh, one of the top 10 producers. It'd be nice to be. I sure would love to be on that stage. I sure would like to take that annual trip. I sure would like to be the best in class. And those are things, they're nice, but they're not a goal unless you are in pursuit of the result of achieving that and you're directing your effort toward that particular end. That's what makes it a goal. If you're not pursuing it, stop calling it a goal. Let's be serious in identifying, are my goals visible? Are they measurable? Are they realistic? Are they really goals? Once you get these goals established, and we talked about placing them visibly in prominent places. They could be on your uh, home screen of your phone. They, they could be on your home screen of your iPad or your PC. They could be uh, on the doorway in and out of your home. They could be anywhere that's visible to you that keeps them on the forefront of your mind. You want to see them because we're going to identify that they really are goals. They're visible to us. We see them. Now we're going to have a metrics in place to measure them because we've decided that, yes, they are realistic and we are giving our effort to that end. But now, now that we're there, we're two-thirds into the year already, the first quarter of the year, and we're in this last month of the first quarter. So now it's time to, to hit what I'm going to call some checkpoint questions, some checkpoint questions. So now that I know my goals and I, and I understand, I'm trying to get to the, the why uh, behind the what, right? So, so when I look at this, am I tracking to my goals? This is a checkpoint question. So now... When I ask the question, am I tracking to my goals, these series of questions will lead us to the why behind the what. The what is my present result. The why is how I arrived at the what. I'm trying to get myself to understand what modifications do I need to make based on the why or the result that I'm in this particular uh, position. Let me give you a sports analogy for just a moment. Think about it in this way. Uh, a football game, a basketball game, or four quarters, a baseball game is nine innings, a, a NCAA softball game is seven innings. Or but, but when you think about these particular, this period of time, if you're losing games once you get to the bottom of the ninth inning or the past the eighth inning or you once you get to the fourth quarter, that the result is something is happening. The, the what is we're losing games 
at the end of the game. The why could be that we are, are not properly conditioned to go the whole game. So we have to correct the conditioning problem to get to the, because it's obvious we were competitive. We have a good game plan. We're able to stay in the game. But when we get to the fourth quarter or the ninth inning or we begin to lose steam, the why would be our conditioning. The what is we're losing. So if you can correct the conditioning, now you can become a winner. So we want to know, am I tracking to my goals? Am I on pace? Where should you be two months into a 12-month year? Where should you be? Are you tracking? And when you find out whether or not you're tracking, you're going to have what's called your variance. What's the difference between my plus or my minus? How far ahead am I? How am I ahead? Am I ahead because my goals are too low? Did I have an anomaly? Did I have a large deal come through that's not going to be the, the, the regular course of business? We have to be, be able to dissect the variance. When you dissect the variance, you find out the why to the variance. Because if you have one big deal that has you ahead of goal, that doesn't mean that you're, you have good behaviors, good practices, and good processes. It means you had a great deal. But what happens oftentimes is you lose momentum, you pick up bad habits, you're making bonus, and you may even make the trip. You may even be a top producer, but your habits will not lend themselves to being reproducible or producing residual results because you had an anomaly and you didn't properly account for the anomaly. So what is the variance if I'm ahead? What's the variance if I'm behind? How far behind am I? Go back. Am I working a full workload every day? Am I investing my time in the right place? What am I doing to ensure that I stay on track with these numbers? Um, and when you begin to break down the why behind the what, the what is I'm behind plan. The why could be that perhaps it's a pandemic. Okay, we get that, but we still have to do business in a pandemic. Am I using the pre-pandemic approach trying to find success in a pandemic? I may need to modify my approach. When I go and find out the why behind the what, I can change it. I can can overcome it. Remember, leaders solve problems. So my job is to find success in whatever environment or whatever climate I am in. And I know you can do it. I believe in you listening. You are listening to Speaking With One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. We are talking about the why behind the what. And so we're talking about some checkpoint questions. So now that we look at my goals, am I tracking? Am I there? What, what's the variance? Now I want to ask, what are the bottlenecks? I want to identify bottlenecks. Where are my bottlenecks? What? Where are things backing up on me? Where are things uh, uh, stacking up on me? What stops me? If I'm behind because I'm not able to put in the effort to business development, what's keeping me from business development? Is it servicing existing clients that's, create, that's creating a bottleneck that stops me from pursuing new clients? When I find out the why, I can fix the what. Come on now. When I find out the why, I can fix the what. It, if I know that I'm behind, but I figure out why, now I can bolster up my service department. Or maybe I have a design issue that creates a repetitive service issue. If I go fix the design issue, I alleviate the, the service issue. And now we also impact the business development time and opportunity. You see, when I find out the why, I can fix the what. But if I just keep using more energy and more time and more effort without knowing 
knowing the why behind the what. I'm exhausted. I'm working. I'm overwhelmed, but I'm not productive. So we want to make sure that we get into these checkpoint questions. Am I tracking? What's the variance? What? Where are my bottlenecks? And then now is a difficult time. You need to get the mirror out and you have to look at yourself and say, where are my shortcomings? What's happening in me? Where? What is going on with me? So when I identify my shortcomings, if it's that I'm coming to work late, why? Maybe I'm not getting a rest, enough rest. If I'm not getting enough rest, that puts my day behind. But I have to figure out, am I the bottleneck? Not are the bottlenecks the bottleneck, but am I the one holding this up? Am I missing it somewhere? Am I behind somewhere? Am I out of balance somewhere? Oftentimes, we will have things going on at home that need to be addressed in order for us to be our best in the office. And so we have to get to the bottom line. What is the why behind the what? When you invest the time to fix that, my friends, I'm telling you, you're going to see an exponential increase in your productivity, your efficiency, and your personal satisfaction and joy in leading your team. So be personal. Look in the mirror. Be honest with yourself. When you find out what your shortcomings are, figure out why they're there and then go fix them and watch what happens to your business model. These are checkpoint questions and they're all aimed at getting to the why behind the what. And then the last thing is, is just about as difficult as the previous thing. And that is not where are my shortcomings, but where is my team missing it? Where is the team missing it? That's a big deal. Because a lot of times we don't want to go in and inspect processes. We don't want to go in and have the confrontation of addressing situations. But if we take the same process of helping our team to get to the why behind the what, then we can help the team to stop missing it. And when you're considering misses, let me get to you real quickly on this. You have to ask yourself again, how am I contributing to the misses? Don't try to hold your team accountable where you're the cause of the bottleneck, where you're the cause of the problem. Get to the why behind their situation. If they're waiting on you for decisions, if they're waiting on you for information, and we are behind and always in a crisis management mode, you've got to look in the mirror and you've got to fix that and fix how you're contributing to the misses. But then once you take care of that, now we don't want to do this. We don't like doing this, but now it's time to hold the team accountable. That's right. The team has to be held accountable. Uh, you, you hold them accountable for what you've made them responsible for, but you can never hold someone accountable and responsible if they've not been properly trained, equipped, and resourced. So listen, I want to get you one more bonus piece of content, and, and I may have to carry this over to next week, but let me just get this real quickly. There are some general considerations that you have to be aware of. You owe it to yourself as a leader. When you're trying to get to the why behind the what, there are a couple of considerations that you have to be aware of, you have to be on top of, and you cannot miss these. Number one, how am I or how are we performing in comparison to our market or the industry that we serve? If the industry is seeing 12% growth, why are we only seeing six? And do we even know what's happening with the 
industry? Do we know what, what's going on in the marketplace? Do we know what our competitors are doing? We're not so much interested in mimicking our competitors or living off of our competitors, but we must know what's going on in the industry. When, the, when a process change comes, when overhead goes up, when the price of this particular raw material or good changes for everyone, it should impact everyone. But if you don't know how you're performing against the mean of the, of the line of standard, if you will, of what's going on in my industry, there's no way that I can keep up. So leaders see farther. We have to be equipped. We have to be ready. We have to know what's going on out there and have our finger on the pulse of our industry and know what's going on. Secondly, um, we have to know what are what are our short-term, mid-term, and long-range the trends of the industry. So it's one thing to have my pulse on the beat of the industry right now. That that's good. How am I performing against the right now? But what do we see in the next year? What do we see in the next three years? What do we see in the next five, ten years? Are we phasing out? I often think of this illustration, and I've heard uh, many people use it uh, in, in 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 helping leaders to understand uh, from the blockbuster to the Netflix model. A blockbuster had a chance to be Netflix, but they couldn't see into the future. As a leader, you have to be fully aware of what's going on and where we're moving. How did BlackBerry go from being the premier business mobile device provider to losing that market share completely? You've got to make sure they transition and trans they change the entire market only to find themselves out of that particular market. Listen, I'm Rodney Payne. I'm your host, The Coach. I'm glad to be with you. I want you to take a moment right here at the beginning of the last month of the first quarter and figure out the why behind the what, and I believe you can do this thing. I know you're going to win. You've got good goals. You've tracked them. You know how you're doing, and so go fix what's broken, and let's keep pushing so that we can exceed all of our goals for this year. Listen, I want to thank you for being in the room with me again today. I love adding value to you and your team each and every week, and we are just excited about what's happening on our podcast. I want you to make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms at Rodney R. Payne. Make sure you turn your notifications on so that you can get the latest content from us. And also, if we can serve your brand, we'd love to. Reach out to us at RodneyRPayne.com. I want you to know that if you will mention my podcast, I've got a free leadership training I will do just for you for mentioning you heard it on Speaking with One Voice. Listen, until next time, I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Let's keep growing together. You've been listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would, rate and subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.